Welcome to Embrace Your Brain with Dr. D. Joy Coulter. These short weekly brain bits give you fresh glimpses into how your mind works and how to develop its natural brilliance. Welcome to the podcast. Today we're going to look at how and why we procrastinate. It's a great question, and it was something a listener had requested. One pattern we can think about is rebellion. Usually it's the kind of rebellion we came up with around 12 or 13, when we had chores perhaps, and we didn't like them, we didn't want to do them, but we couldn't exactly refuse because parents have a way of making we uh, sorry if we do. So, okay, if we can't negotiate whether, then we'll decide how we're going to do it. Well, maybe that isn't one of our choices either, so then we have one thing left. We can decide when. If we have to do the dishes, we could take forever to get them done. This gets under the nerves of the parents. If it's taking out the garbage, we can do it at the last minute. There's sort of a payoff for that when you're 12 or 13. But now imagine you're a freshman in college, and I ran into some of these students, and they would come in kind of worried about six weeks into the school year because they actually hadn't done any of their assignments. And I would say, well, why not? And they said, well, I didn't want to do them. Okay, but the design of college is that the professors are going to think up activities for you to do to help you understand what they're teaching. So it wasn't paying off like it did with the parents. So they finally realized, oh, maybe they need to do the assignments because they're not hurting anyone else. Another pattern would be that we're waiting for a rush. Our brain needs some dopamine and some adrenaline to get the job done. The dopamine is going to give us about a 15 or 20 minute push in the frontal lobe so we can hold on to the big picture and work on a project. The adrenaline is going to give us the sense of urgency and the focus to tackle it at the last minute. So some people that have to use that last minute to crank up adrenaline find that they can do some workarounds. My students discovered, the ones that like to resist starting, that if they did tiny steps toward the big project, it wouldn't be so bad. They could create a title page for a paper. They could gather some of the bits of research they wanted to use. They could begin to have some hunches about how they'd approach the project. So that by the time they sat down to actually do it, some of it had already been done and their mind might have been incubating even more. Now here's a weird one. We could be fooling ourselves with busy work. People in the time management business run around clocking what you're doing every 15 minutes, and they made an enormous discovery. They found out that when our minds are the freshest, by and large, we will not choose the harder, more important, more urgent, and most demanding tasks. Instead, we fill our days with simple, trivial ones. Nobody would believe them when they said, no, that's really what you're doing. So it could be that you're doing it too, and here's a way to catch yourself before you give in to that weakness. You could make a list of 10 things that are on your plate. In fact, it's good to keep a running list of what's on your plate. These are things that you need to do soon, maybe not right away. Then look at that list, and you could put a plus by the two that are the easiest and a minus by the two that are the hardest. You could put a plus by the two that are the least important, maybe they don't matter at all, and a minus by the two that are absolutely important. You could put a plus by the two that 
can wait for a long time, and a minus by the ones that have a short deadline. You could put a plus by the two that require the least focus, and a minus by the two that require the most intense focus. And now you can see, do you have a tendency then to choose the one with all the pluses? Right off the bat, you're going to get some payoffs for that because you get a false feeling of accomplishment. Since after all, look at how many, if unimportant, tasks you got done today. And often then, of course, you run out of time before you are able to get to those that have the most minuses and the least fun. However, <laughs> in time, your list is going to be full of all the avoided tasks and by then you decide, well, I hate school, I'm going to quit, or I don't like this job and I'm going to quit. The solution? Keep that running list and just do one of the most important tasks first off each day. One more thing that we do to procrastinate. We could have a need for perfection or greatness and hate to settle for mediocrity or ordinariness. We don't have enough time to do a great job on everything, so maybe we don't even try to get it done on time because we can't do it perfectly. There's an advertising fellow that had a great idea. He always did good quality work for his clients, but some of his colleagues noticed that once in a while, he just poured his heart into developing a brilliant ad campaign for a client. And when he was asked, well, how much more did those clients have to pay him? He said, oh, they couldn't begin to afford that. I just pick one in every 10 assignments, the one that catches my imagination the most, and I just go all out on that one. And I give standard quality work to the other nine. It's for me, really, to keep my creativity alive. They just happen to benefit from it. So if you have several assignments that are major, and you really can't do a perfect job on all of them, just choose one to do a great job and let the others be just good jobs. Hope this helps. If you're enjoying these podcasts, I hope you'll share them with friends. And please visit us at embraceyourbrain.com to check out some really great resources. Thank you.